we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Yes, the podcast of the 1970s and early 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy That's metal. true. We've been doing early Maiden now for weeks and weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. been a long time. After this, we should jump to like, what do we want to do it for this for an album? Futuristic pop. Maybe I don't do know. Brave New World. Yeah. Brave New World. Jump, like, That's not 20, far enough. The new album? Yeah, hopefully. Does Nesbitt have a secret copy? <laughs> they used to smuggle it of someone's. We're finishing off the first album. Yes. We did today. Killers. We did Beast. Yeah. We didn't do Peace of Mind yet, but maybe no. we'll go ahead and do like Brave New World, something more recent. Yeah. And then go back and do Peace of Mind. Because right. we don't have many albums left to do. No, it's it's just Fear the Dark, Brave New World, and Peace of Mind. Is virtual that right? Eleven. For And Virtual Eleven. Yeah. yeah. We've done so much Blaze. We'll do that one last, I think. Yeah, okay. Because we've done so much Blaze. Um, yeah. The fear and virtual. God, we've got a cherry picked. We got yeah. a lot of live albums to do. We'll do a we few do. of those. And I got a few mm. side projects I want to do too. Side I got projects. an urchin episode ready to go. Urchin. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, no, that'll, that should be yeah. pretty good. I think you'll the, like the urchin stuff. The little Just bit. Straight up rock and roll. Yeah. The little Adrian bit that we've done. too, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I love Adrian. But the bit yeah. we've done, I liked. Yeah. I've played yeah. a few urchin clips on the podcast. Yeah. But this is the uh, full the first, episode. We're going to finish off the first Iron Maiden album. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Finish off side two. Yeah. And then straight on to. A full deep dive into Gog Magog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Three tracks. I do love deep diving. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's, there's, there's no, it's like a puddle. It's yeah. only so deep you can go. After this, we're going to uh, do an episode where we kind of do some, we're going to get into the current tour that's going on. Yeah. So we haven't really talked about it. Yeah. I don't want to get into it now because then this episode will end up being an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, we can't distract it. There's a lot going on around this episode that we're recording. Right. And there's tons to talk about, and we're going to fill that in. We'll right. probably end up hitting some, some okay. stuff around our concert and stuff. But yeah, before we talk about anything else, yes, we okay. So this one is this is the okay. last of my Nova Scotia smuggling back. Right. So we've I think we've done three yeah. of these. In case people are new to the podcast, yeah. So we have a new craft beer. We try to have like if you go on talkingmaiden.com/slash/beers, you'll see a list of all the beers, and there's like eight, however many episodes mm. there are. There's eighty something, and we're That's not right. repeating beers. Um, actually, I think we did in the very first couple of episodes, those two where we did Trooper That's right. in like the, we were in the single digits back then, but since then it's all been unique craft beers and East coast of Canada, we don't have a huge beer selection here in the yeah. store. Um, we do, well, we have a decent selection, but like for, you know, if you're going through them as fast as we are, yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to find unique ones and not do doubles and not. You know what I mean? So every time that we travel, I'm always bringing back, like, beers in my suitcase. And you went to Nova yeah. Scotia, and you brought some back. Yeah. So this is one of the ones Josh brought back on one of his beer trips. And I've got – I was I was overseas. I was in Turkey. And I've got some of those beers we're going to oh, be breaking up very awesome. soon. Right? So That'd I got them, cool. them on ice. I got yeah. them back. They came back in yeah. good order. And we had Jamaican beers, and we had yeah. uh, those Cuban beers you brought. Yeah. Yeah. All those. What were they called? Uh, yeah. yeah. That was Cristal and uh, – Something. Yeah. Buccaneero. Buccaneero, yeah. exactly. So what's this one here? Okay, so this one is actually, this is the best in terms of, apparently it's rating, it's a double IPA, nice. 8.5%. Okay. Um, the Vickers Cross, okay. which is neat. Um, I recognize the logo. We had this uh, brewery yeah, before. Yeah, this is the octopus this beer, with the yeah. pint. It's yeah. the, the Japanese uh, drinker's wet dream. <laughs> the Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Um, I think we've had these before. They're in Shelburne. Uh, Nova Scotia. But yeah, my brother's up in Nova Scotia, so he's uh, all over this stuff. But I wanted to kind of 
save this one because we can crank this up now. This is 8.5%. It's a big bottle. Yeah. I'm going to have a little bit of fun here now, close out this album, get through our last two tracks, and then kind of a few hot takes on, on, yeah. on close. A big enough bottle that we can each get a good uh, pint out of it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Uh, thirsty. Thirsty, me too. This this bottle opener, this is a, your trooper bottle opener from that tour, right from the brewery. Right when we went yeah. to the Robinson's Brewery. It's always the lock. Where's the, the Robinson's Brewery again? Oh, God, Stockport? Stockport, yeah. In Stockport, yeah. yeah. We had that a was, really, really good oh. time in Stockport. We took the train. Remember the guy who did the tour, how yeah. awesome he was? We took the train there and uh, drank on the train, and then yeah. we drank at the brewery. And then we walked around Stockport, and I can't even remember what we ate or what we did, but we had a good laugh. <laughs> he was so interesting, and we were like, oh, can we get a, just a few moments with you for a podcast and he was like oh i talked to the people that have declared through marketing remember that yeah he we wanted like, to talk to us about the that. podcast he was like awesome yeah. yeah and then he went he came back he's like i'm not allowed to talk until it's cleared by marketing so can you guys just call these number and we were like that. Yeah. <laughs> we were like drinking and like i'm not coming back here in a couple of days to do an interview uh, uh, pretty poor job on the floor here this yeah it's like, not too great eh? i have a giant you basically poured it like yeah i wasn't paying attention like i was talking. doing now <laughs> Yeah, I poured it like a moron. I did. I'll I can't even it. drink this yet. It's gonna I know. Sit. It's going to have to sit. <laughs> you were distracted me. I'm going to try to drink through this two inches of foam. I just had a total dad moment. Where it smells good. It smells good. We literally have a glass of foam. <laughs> um, I literally had a dad moment, though. Where, you know, it's like, you distracted me. <laughs> my <laughs> my mom. My, my dad and mom. Dad. <laughs> you, I couldn't focus. Oh, it is good. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Double IPA. It's good. It has a bit of a boozy taste to it, which I like. It's got the bitterness. Yep. 8.5%. Nice. So, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. The album, part four. Part four. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to just get right in the tracks? Well, yeah. These two tracks. So, so this actually... Yeah. Th- okay. So, okay. the North American versions. Yeah. Uh, well, the Canadian version that I have has Sanctuary on it. Um, the original release did not have Sanctuary on it. So we're going to skip Sanctuary and we're going to do Charlotte the Harlot and Iron Maiden. And then we're going to do Sanctuary at the end, at the end as like a bonus track. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. That's one of the things I found uh, annoying about Google music and Spotify Mm. and all the streaming services is they had Sanctuary on there. Yeah. And then they replaced the online versions, like the streaming versions of the albums with the remasters and the remasters don't have Sanctuary on it. Yeah. So all of a sudden you can't listen to Sanctuary on Spotify anymore. Yeah, that, and that's yeah. what I've been listening. Yeah. So. But on Google Music, I, I have all the albums. Yeah. I have my own versions uploaded anyway, so yeah, all my bootlegs uh, and everything are up there. So yeah. it didn't affect me. So do you, do you place it here in your mind when you listen to this album? Do you expect Sanctuary to be in there? Um, I associate Sanctuary with this album. Okay. But I don't know. I, intention, I intentionally asked that because for me... You know, I don't maybe actually. I'm off base. When I think of Sanctuary, yeah. I don't think of this album. I always feels like Killers to me. Yeah, it really does. It's weird, just the way it's recorded, the way it sounds. It feels like Killers to me. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get yeah, into we'll that. We'll get into we'll that, that when we get into I want to know yeah. when it was recorded and all that stuff. So, uh, so the second yeah. song, the third song, no, second song that Dave Murray has writing, the oh, okay. writing credits for on this album, yeah. Charlotte the Harlot. Mm. So it's the first song in the Charlotte saga. So we got Charlotte the Harlot, 22 Acacia Avenue, and From Here to Eternity. Yeah. And some people say hooks in you, but I don't count hooks in you. That's because he says I get a key to a view at number 22. Yeah. And that's it. That's the only lyric. Yeah. You know, 
Charlotte a thing. Yeah, or to try to make hooks in you seem like yeah. better than the crappy song that it is. <laughs> I know. It will tire, tire on like an anchor. Yeah. T- I didn't mind hooks in you when we covered it. I didn't mind the yeah. riffs and stuff, but uh, the lyrics were a deal breaker for me. You all remember, yeah, remember the singing. Oh, yeah, and that yeah, too, yeah. That, old, that was just brutal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Charlotte the Harlot, I think, is the weakest song on this album. Agreed. Do you think? Right. Well, yes, I definitely Yeah, yeah. That. There's, it's like nothing, like listen to this intro. Yeah. It's all right, but it's nothing special compared to how strong the album is up to this mm. point. I don't know. I don't that know. It really... Uh... Yeah, it's not exciting, but when it, and it kicks in then, that's, you know, I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. And I find the verses kind of boring. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and the, there's a breakdown in the middle, which is usually something that I would love, but the breakdown in the middle of the song just, it doesn't work for me for some mm. reason. It sounds too busy or something. I don't know what it is about this that I don't like, but I'm just not crazy about this. That just doesn't do it for me. It's it too doesn't. busy or something. You see, I, I would have thought, I like that. They, yeah. that. When I hear that and when I hear the intro, I think, you know, especially there, the, the bass is yeah, really the cool. Bass the bass there is really cool. You can, really you can cool. actually hear him plucking it. Like, yeah. And, but I think when he, and he was singing Charlotte, like, I think this could be a real song. Yeah. The yeah. thing I don't like about it, I think, is, like, the, earlier on the album, they have parts where they break the songs down, where the song breaks down. mm if they had broken this down just to bass and drums for this part, yeah. I think it would have worked a lot better. Yeah. It's just too busy or something. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I Like, everything's playing on top of each other, and I don't know. It's something about it I just don't like. I just don't like the theme of it. I just really don't. It does oh, so yeah. well. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like uh, bad-mouthing promiscuity. I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm your pro-harlot. I'm, I'm pro-harlot. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I just don't like the whole Charlotte Harlot. And to be honest with you, this is the weirdest association, and it's totally just on theme, but I'm going to say it. I okay. know it's, it doesn't fit. Yeah. But to me, this feels so spoofy in this album. That it almost links in my mind to women in uniform. It just does. It's like yeah, I know what you mean. I know it we've done seem like a very maideny yeah topic. Or people, something. we've we've throughout this. We we've done some fun stuff in the past, like projected forward how much Charlotte would cost. And, you oh know, yeah, yeah. And and had yeah. a bit of fun, and then found references elsewhere. And then I think there was in like album covers there was a reference, and we've seen little things, and it's been like this maiden thing, but it's just kind of like a vulgar song that doesn't really add much. And like you know, I like, just ugh. I don't know. To me, it's just it sounds very disjointed. Yeah. What you're saying, I understand. Yeah. But I don't know if that I don't think that affects me liking it or not liking it. And it's not like I don't like it because I do yeah. kind of like it. Mm. I'd give it a pass, but like. But women in uniforms like a, a joke, right? 
Oh, well, it's a cover. I yeah. really like women in uniform. I think the guitar yeah. parts in it are awesome. Yeah, there's some funny the bits. The video in. for that is um, like yeah. some of my favorite Maiden you're going to see. Yeah, there's some ridiculous video stuff. Yeah. But to me, it's like. It's no, I just like, mean the stuff where they're yeah. on stage and Dennis Stratton in his like red pants rocking out. Yeah. <laughs> just, I thought uh, you were talking about the camera. Oh, yeah, that too. That yeah. Panic stuff. The, uh, I don't know, this song, it just, it doesn't flow together. It mm. seems like it's patched together and it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't flow. Like, even, okay, here's a good example. The solo. Mm. The transition into the solo is so like abrupt, it doesn't fit. Or it doesn't it doesn't flow well. I know I keep repeating myself, but I'm just listen to this. So that's the first part's Dave Murray, the second part's Dennis Stratton, two parts solo. Good solo, but like the way it gets into the solo and the way it comes out of the solo, like this song seems like it's patched together out of a bunch of different parts. Yep. And the transitions between the parts don't feel natural. Yep. And that's what puts me off the song. Like Phantom and Transylvania, Phantom of the Opera and Transylvania have tempo changes and different parts, but they flow together. Like yeah. we were talking about Phantom of the Opera and how it flows oh, it's together. Perfect. It, like the timings mm-hmm. change, but yeah. it just. It, yeah. It feels natural. It's not, it's not pushed together at all. Yeah. No. And this one, I don't know. And the, like you said, the lyrics are kind of dumb. Yeah. I don't really, I don't know. I'm not into that whole thing. It's also, it doesn't age well. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, well, I don't mind them writing, a, a, yeah. like the lyrics don't bother me. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It seems kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Just, yeah. I yeah. Mean, you know me, I hate political correctness more than anyone, but I mean, I don't know. It's just like, I don't see who, who really, I don't know. And then also when the chorus is going on, when he's like, singing Charlotte Howard. there's a bunch of times where like the drumming is super aggressive it's like yeah it's very percussive yeah and it's just it's just too much going I just really don't like it like it not not really don't like it like I can listen to it I just yeah I don't skip it yeah no, but it's definitely the weakest song on the album. Yeah, and and not only that, like I find yeah this this from here on in the album is done for me. I'd love to do a yeah. poll. And cross-reference how much people like this song with how much they like the No Prayer for the Dying album. Yeah. Because this song, if you sand- sandwiched it between Hooks and You and Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter, yeah, it would fit right in there. Yeah. With the, you know what I mean? The subject matter and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? A debauchery trilogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. What are, you, what are you singing about? Hooks and You and yeah. the Prostitute and My Daughter <laughs> Dying. <laughs> so apparently... Yeah. Uh, this is about a real person. I have a interview here with Paul Diano and he says, yep, it's true. Her real name was High Hill Lil. She was a legend in Walthamstow. Everyone knew her. She was about 45 and a real rock out bitch. <laughs> the song means... said she lived on Acacia Avenue. It's actually Mark House Road just before you go into Layton because that's where I lived. Wow. So that's your typical uh, they know, Paul Diano. They know way too much. <laughs> Paul Diano is like... Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's just offensive. Yeah, and it's also just uh, it's a typical Pagliano quote, right? Where yeah. he's like, yeah. So you can basically just chuck it all. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. The guys in the band also have said that it's about, like, mm. supposedly about, like, an actual person. But I don't know. 
22 Acacia Avenue, though, is like twice the song, three times the song this is. There's yeah. no comparison. No, it's no comparison. And it's weird that they picked this one. This is one of the ones that Bruce covered in 88 and did his own version of. Yeah, so I like that even uh, less. I hate it, yeah. Like, so, the one thing that kind of saves the song is Paul Diano can really pull the song off. Yeah. And Bruce can't pull the song off at all. I know. He's, it sounds forced when he's, he's doing that yeah. voice that I don't like. Yeah, and that that dates him so much. Like, you know, we can guess that year right away. Yeah, when you hear him singing like yeah. that, you can... It's pin, late 80s, right? Yeah, you can and, uh, pin it down to the year almost. Literally, like, two years after Seventh Son. That kills me. Yeah. How could you think that that's good? Like, it makes no sense to me. I don't know. Well, You're we like, went through that when know, we did the No Prayer episodes, how Bruce kind of was trying to be it's literally trying to get back to the... Yeah, but it's literally the same thing as Murray going, you know what? I'm sick of tuning my guitar. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. untune it all. Right? Yeah. It's gritty. It's, no, it's stupid. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Or if you're like, yeah. Ugh. I don't like this track. I don't I, just, I don't know. It's like... The it's, more we talk about it, because yeah. when we came into this, I was like, yeah, this is the weakest song in the album, yeah. but I still like it. And now I'm wondering if I even do like it. My problem isn't the track itself. There's aspects of it I really like. I'm not too into the theme. My problem is is that it has, or maybe it's us deep diving on the podcast. It has more weight in the in the maiden world than it deserves. Yeah, that's that's true. what that's what bothers me about it. It should track. be a throwaway filler. If it was that, I'd be fine. But why am I hearing about Charlotte and references? It's, it's like because stupid. they tied it into this this trilogy with like yeah. twenty two acacia. Twenty two acacia Avenue is legit Avenue an awesome song, an awesome but they're not song. they're not talking about this and the left fact that twenty two acacia Avenue yeah. is like linked to the song. Yeah, like tarnishes twenty two acacia Avenue, and it does nothing to make the song better. Exactly. It just when I think about yeah. it now, it makes every time I listen to the song, I just wish I was listening to Twenty Two K Seven. Yeah, I mean, it could have taken Strange World and made that person like travel through multiple songs, and you know, he could have been in the in the ship with the Mariner, and he could have been here, and he could have been wherever, and you could <laughs> do all kinds of ways to tie your songs together. Yeah, but this, ugh. yeah, not a big fan of this one. I'm not a huge fan. What I am a big fan of though is uh, uh, remember Charlotte from. Uh... Okay, so the the trilogy of these songs because I told you I don't count mm. the last one is Charlotte the Harlot 22 Acacia Avenue yes and From Here to Eternity because From Here to Eternity they actually like they say the Beast and Charlotte they were two of a kind we talked about this in an old episode I did a super deep dive because yeah. the video for From Here to Eternity the band's playing in Hill and then yeah. there's like it's not a bad place yeah <laughs> it's not a bad place and Charlotte the Harlot is like Charlotte is this hot blonde on a motorcycle with this like masked rider. I had a huge, huge crush on Samantha Phillips is the actress that uh, plays Charlotte in this video. Yes. And I did a super deep dive on her and I watched all her movies. Oh my gosh. Um, she was in Cheerleader Massacre. She's yeah. in Phantasm 2, except she's brunette with bangs. Yeah. Uh, she was in Weekend at Bernie's 2 and for like a split second. Yeah. And then she was also had a starring role in a movie called Angel 4 Undercover. She plays Jade. She's like the girlfriend of this guy in a band. There's a band in this. It's this movie. It's this like super cheesy movie. It's set right in like the 
early 90s like metal yeah. and there's a band called AK-47 she's in it and she's like awesome anyway I had a mega huge crush on her and when we did that videos episode I did a deep dive on her and I tried to get her to come on the podcast to talk about filming the video yeah she had a radio show called The Single Life on some like radio station in Los Angeles mm. and she has a Twitter mm. and I tweeted at her and and because uh, <laughs> yeah. she was active on Twitter, but she wouldn't, mm. she didn't reply. I was like, please no. reply and come on the podcast, even for five minutes. Yeah. Tell us what you can remember about being in the uh, Iron Maiden video. Yeah. But Samantha Phil- Phillips. Yeah, there's some. There's my some... Maiden-related celebrity crush. Look, can I, I'm going to give you an award right now. This award, it means nothing. But the award <laughs> is, that's the best deep dive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You've yielded something there, my friend. Upstairs, I have, uh, yeah. I have the DVD for uh, Angel 4 Undercover. You're going to give me the DVD to Angel 4 Undercover because so this, the lady who was in it was in the video from, from Here to Eternity. Yeah. And that's why you want me to watch that movie. Yeah, and it's also hilarious because it's like the super cheesy, like set in the 90s rock movie. Oh Did you ever God. see Shock 'em Dead? No. That's another movie that's like amazing. <laughs> it's super cheesy. It's written about like 90s rock. Mm. Yeah. This beer is amazing. This beer is great. This beer is perfect for closing off a great album. Anyway, that was my yeah. deep dive on Samantha Phillips. Yeah. The actress that played Charlotte. The actress that played Charlotte. <laughs> if, yes, if that's Charlotte, um, then uh, I'm back in on this song. <laughs> you know? Um, like, so maybe the song isn't so bad after all. It's funny. When we do an amazing album, we still uh, we still have to take a, a few strips out of it. Yeah. Only because we, we have to hold such a high bar and we have to make sure we put it in perspective. Yeah. There's um, been a few al- episodes where we did albums where we didn't mm, have any criticisms. Yeah. I don't think we had anything bad to say about Power Slave, did we? Yeah. I can't really. remember at this point. We've done Summer so many episodes. Summer in Time was like a love fest. Yeah. That was really early on. We're like well over 100 hours of talking about Iron Maiden. So yeah. like I can't remember what I said about anything. <laughs> at this stage, we just kind of got to complain because we're getting old. We're like, <laughs> we're teeth hurt. Turn I'm sure if someone went back. Iron Maiden's too loud. Turn down to Iron Maiden. <laughs> I'm sure if someone went back and mm. dug through all these podcasts, you can make a compilation compilation of me like contradicting myself over and over oh, and over yeah. again. <laughs> Jesus, all you need to do is just Josh hashtag blaze. Yeah. Remember you true. did you did the you did that for me. Remember the, in the when, Oh, that's right. When we yeah, did you the, did yeah, like the in the beginning. I'm like, no, 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 it's not yeah. made now. I don't like them. It sucks. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm like, Blaze the best. Yes, we did. A, I did. A, that's right. I did. Yeah. I dug back and got all your quotes about Blaze, and I put them oh. in a, into a clip. And it was uh, Josh saying like. That's not even Maiden. I don't even want to hear it. That's the yeah. first ones. And then the next one was like, I'll admit that it's part of Maiden, but yeah. it's not worth listening to. It's not worth listening to. And then you're like, to. okay, it's pretty good Maiden, but it's not classic. And now <laughs> you're like, it's my favorite Maiden. Now I'm, now I'm now I'm driving around listening to Silicon Messiah in my truck. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Screw you, Nesbitt. With all the Blaze stuff, all you need to do yeah, so listen. is give it a chance and people mm. just don't. The, the more you listen to it, the more you're going to like it. Yeah. That's what I have to say about the Blaze now, stuff. Now, you did the reverse with Paul. Right, I made you, you killed me. Do it too much by me. Yes, to, uh, that's solo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, the early years exposed, and we had some good feedback on yeah. that. People uh, wrote in, called in. Um, James specifically, great, great call. Exposed the fact that his tenure, his tentacles don't run as deep that's into true. the yep. into the two albums that we define as Paul albums. Much of it was formed. Yep, much before of, he was most there, of that was which uh, actually explains the, the lack of writing credits and. You know, yeah, but. we had a few on there, but mm. so uh, yes, Charlotte the Harlot. I think I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Ooh, I mean, it's a good track, and it's and it's you know, it's, is it though? Is it a good track? I don't know. I'm trying to save it now. I know. <laughs> I'm feeling bad because we're so hard. On. I turned right around since we started talking about this. Yeah. Like, 20 there's aspects ago. of it I like, um, and you like, you know, I don't know. 
There's aspects I like, but they're put together. It's not mm. a good song. It's not a good, well-crafted song. Yeah. It's good. There's good parts in there. I don't know. Anyway. I mean, even if you were to say to me, throw that out and put Sanctuary in on the original, I'd still... Sanctuary doesn't feel like this album to me. Sanctuary is a way better song. Oh, it's a great song. It just feels like killers to me. I don't know why. It just always does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's just something about it. I don't know what yeah. it is. It just always follows like killers. All right. So next track, I'm giving it a, a okay. thumb semi down. I'm like, okay. you know, I'm it's waiting. almost sideways, but slightly I'm, I'm, tilted down. I'm the emperor waiting on the crowd. <laughs> I, I kind of have it made up or down, but if you're all like, boo, take off the head. Next song. Yes. Okay. The band Iron Maiden, the yes. album Iron Maiden, the song Iron Maiden. Yeah. You're listening to an Iron Maiden podcast about the album Iron Maiden, and we're going to cover the song Iron Maiden. So right this now. is the most Iron Maiden song that there is. Yeah. Is there? Well, as far as like being called Iron Maiden. Yeah. It's their theme song. Yeah, it's their theme song. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect it's a, for what it is. The album closer forever. Yeah. Like as back as, I think, I think it's always been their closing song. Yeah. I went through their tour yeah. list years ago, and I remember there was a few times they didn't do it. Is there? I've never tours. seen a set list without it. Really? I've never seen one set Not list. Not one? From any tour. Oh, I was sure I checked it. In, and I've gone back into like the 70s and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they've always closed. I think with they've it. always. I was it. sure. Uh, well, maybe I'm wrong. It's a cool intro yeah. riff. Um, the second guitar comes in like harmonizing, and I love the guitar harmonies. Mm. So, and then the pounding drums. It's really high energy. I love the lyrics about Iron Maiden's gonna get you. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just it's it's cheesy, but it's kind of cool. As a theme song, it's very cool. Mm. Cool though, I like that riff, oh. and I love the the clever like pounding, pounding those drums out. That absolutely, it's awesome. The energy there is just great, and it's a great Paul song. Oh yeah, totally. Like, it's so Paul, yeah. I the mean, way he like pronounces and delivers yeah. all the lines, it's really cool. I'm not sure though, is it the song that I like, or is it the feeling I get from the song since I associate it with like a live Maiden show? Yes, and then the the I would what is there turn a difference? that like, and say it also ends the Maiden show. I know. So when I hear oh, this, I'm like, no, yeah. only a few songs left. Yeah. You know Although I mean? it, it is funny placement. I've seen it placed differently at the end. At the end of what? Like, uh, usually it's... It's know. always the last song before the encore. Yeah, it's always the last song before the encore. Yeah. But I'm I'm sure I've seen it. I need to look at my set lists. I'm okay. got off. Maybe now. it is, but yeah. I, it could... Uh, like, I haven't yeah. seen every set list from every show. Yeah, I thought we debated that in the Legacy to Be set list buildup. We both picked it. Everybody picked yeah. it. But we were all, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking off. I don't know. If anyone yeah. out there, there's people out there that like, yeah. I've been messaging people that are like, they know every bootleg and every song. all kinds of stuff. And if they know if of they, a, a if, set list of Maiden yeah. where they didn't close the main set with Iron Maiden. Yeah. If they'd get off their ass and do their own <laughs> podcast, then we could be three beers in listening and not having to work right now. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about the song, because we associate, I associate this with like the live show. Like nonstop, just like how Doctor Doctor totally. reminds me of yeah. a meeting show about to start. This reminds yeah. me of like every time I hear it, mm. even when I hear the studio version. But when I hear the studio version now, mm. that breakdown part—you know how it breaks down in the middle? 
Yeah. And that's the part where usually Eddie, yeah. something happens with like Eddie on stage. Yeah. When I hear, I'm so used to the live album where they break it down really slow and mm. let Eddie come out, that when I heard the album version, this seems super, super fast to me. That riff turned into guitar harmony is like the most Maiden sounding thing oh, yeah. in some ways. It's like, like the, yeah. It's and the bass there. The essence of Maiden. This is so great. But you know what? I've got a different, I think it's placement in the concert because this is, this is the, this is their theme song, but it ends this album and it ends the concert. Dr. Doctor is like euphoric yeah. because every time I hear it, I don't listen to it. Other than the concert. Yeah. And I love hearing it. That song is so much a yeah. part of the Maiden concert. Yes. That when I hear it, I don't even think UFO. I think Iron Maiden. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm the same way. Yeah. And we cut, we did that bootleg of it. And, you know, yeah. it's awesome. The other one is Trooper, obviously. Yeah. But it just gets you so in the mood. And they, they never place Trooper late. Well, they probably have at some stage. But yeah. Generally, Trooper is like fourth, fifth in the, in the recent tours. Yeah. No, yeah. They the ones the, we've gone to. Yeah. And it's so perfect because you hear Trooper, you get the gallop, you're pumped up, and you're just like you're full on fourth quarter. We're just gonna get this ball in the end zone. Yeah. You know, there's there, there's a whole set list still ahead of you, and you're just pumped and excited. Oh, I yeah. just I'm getting so excited. I now. love the the, the intro. Uh, this comes out intro too. riff for the song. Yeah, I just love it. It's it's one of the few Maiden songs I can play in guitar too. Mm. I can't play any Maiden solos. Yeah. But uh, I can play like. I can play along to this. If I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Same with the Trooper. I can play the Trooper. I'll, I can play like the yeah. guitar to it, but without the solos. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of There's thrown off of my analysis now with the recent tour too, like with what's going on. Yeah. It's got me so pumped. To be honest with you, I'm 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 drunk on this song. Like I can't really give a good perspective on it. It's just such a great song. Yeah. But right now, all I want to hear is Dr. Doctor. There was a time when one. I was so sick of the mm. song that I would have given the song like not mm. very high rating. Mm. But I kind of went through that and came out the other side and to the point now where I just like love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Think There's a lot of songs like that. I was like that with Run to the Hills and Trooper too, which because I was like, oh, they're too overplayed. But yeah. then I was like, I listen to them so much and they're on so many albums. Mm. That every live album, not every live album, but like a lot of live albums, you hear versions of them. You do. And I kind of got sick of them and I kept thinking like, eh, eh. But now I'm like, wait, now I was, I was being crazy. Yeah. I made myself sick of them, but they're awesome. And now I just enjoy them even more. Yeah, Run to the Hills. Like, I Run to the Hills now. Yeah, yeah, I was so sick of it, and now yeah. it's like, I love it. Yeah. Like, if I made a mix of Maiden now, I'd probably put Run to the Hills Yeah, I don't think it. I'll listen to it since we covered the album, and, you know, it's just been... But uh, with Trooper yep. versus... I can tie it back to Cheryl and to this song. This song is a perfect... Like, Iron Maiden is a perfect um, song for them. It's just got everything that stands out about them. You know, it's got that awesome riff. The bass stands out. The drumming is pretty good you know it's punchy it's not too long it's perfect kind of anthem to build in yeah trooper you said you got bored i could never get bored of it because a i just love the track i think it's perfect every time i've seen it and heard it in the album and on live disc is always placed perfectly so it's always great 
I love the imagery and the story behind it. Like, you know, I have the the oh, yeah. uh, the modern version yeah. of it on my wall. That you That's one of me. the most yeah. classic eddies. But it's so bang on. But then we're talking about Charlotte the Harlot and like, oh, what does it mean? And oh, it's an, uh, like the trooper is Yeah, Charlotte's not in, in of, the same league at yeah. all. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to throw this at you. Okay. What is the Iron Maiden? Like, I'm talking like, going to get you. Where's the Eddie song? You know, it's yeah, like Eddie doesn't really have anything. Eddie doesn't have a song. Like a, a, yeah, yeah. So I always wonder, like, they conflate these metaphors, and like, it's not meant to be. This is what he does, and this what, like. Well, I always thought is, this song was about like a, yeah. a woman that like takes you to a room and like kills you. <laughs> Fair <laughs> that enough. About. That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> just Won't you come into my room? Yeah. I want to show you yeah. all my wares. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I always can't get past the Iron Maiden as the torture device. Yeah, I don't know. I was yeah. Thought, yeah, I always thought it was like a woman talking about like mm. I don't know because a man can walk him into his room. <laughs> How close-minded! <laughs> well, no, it's it? maiden though. It's, just, it's Iron Maiden. So, no, totally. Yeah. yeah, and the Iron Maiden's going to get you. That's right. But it doubles for like the band is going to get you. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Interesting. See the blood flow. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. It's such a cool. Yeah. The other thing that's good about the song. Mm. It's about three and a half minutes. It doesn't overstay its welcome. That's it's right. It's quick. It's in and out. It's punchy. I'm sure the live version is like dragged way down because they stretch that break out in the middle mm. to let the whatever has to inflate, inflate. Yeah. <laughs> and let Eddie do whatever it has to do. Yeah. But. Uh, Man, I, I feel like to understand the tours live, you have to watch the live discs. Like I watch a fair bit of them. Not much, to be honest. Like a live chapter, I watched a bunch. You know, I've broken a few of them down. I watch them, but like I find I don't sit there and watch them. Like I, I don't, I don't really put up concerts on a screen and sit there. I just, yeah. you know, usually I listen to music when I'm working, yeah. right? So, but at a concert, you're just not at an objective. Like you, you've seen me at concerts. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, and then like four times oh, yeah. I'm losing my mind. I might not have my shirt on. <laughs> you know, like I'm not the guy to be like, was it track? Did he play with this backup? Who played that solo? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Just losing my mind. So uh, when when we talk about you know when the Eddie comes out, you know, is there is there uh, Eddie specific to the tour, generic, and what stage it comes out, and Trooper versus the album lead song, and it it moves around, but for me, like when you hear this Iron Maiden, to me, it's just like it's so short and punchy. Even like if the Eddie's coming out, I'm just I'm not even I don't know. It's just such a blur for me at that stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And I'll usually you're. Uh... You stock up on your pints of beer. And I do. Got the menu by the time. But normally, me and you look at each other. We're like, we, we know the songs inside note uh, yeah, that are coming. List. So we look at each other. We're like, oh, seven are down. Seven are gone. Seven are gone. I know. It's too fast. Seven tracks yeah. are gone. It's got to slow down. It's got to slow down. And we're like, oh my god, that was amazing. Eight tracks are gone. Well, it's true. It's, it's yeah. like when I hear Iron Maiden mm. in the live concert. Yes. I'm kind of like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. Only a few songs left. But it doesn't make me dislike it. It's weird. There's something unique as a sports fan. There's something really unique about going to a con- like one thing I think I really love about Iron Maiden is that I download the concert beforehand. I know that sounds weird, but like with hockey, I find I'm just like I got my I'm just so nervous all the time. I'm just sitting there like, oh, Leafs, you're gonna blow it again. Whereas <laughs> I know what you mean you when you're watching I mean? a sporting event. Yeah, it's fun. It's a party. You're with your buddies or whatever. But there's yeah. always that tension of like, are you gonna win? Or are you gonna lose? That's right. Am I gonna go home happy or am I gonna go go home sad? That's right. Going to a maiden concert is like seeing your favorite football or hockey or whatever sport you like. Mm. It's like watching your favorite team play and they always win every time. They always win. Yeah. <laughs> they always win. That's yeah. true. That's a perfect That's what analogy. Makes a maiden concert so great. 
It's like you're rooting for the uh, Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> you're a Generals fan, are you? <laughs> no, that's so true. And then the, the different ways you approach it. Like, remember in, uh, when we went to England, it was the perfect perspective last year because we went to Manchester. We got settled down. We were doing all these ales, yeah. like, to the point where we could barely, like, Oh, my eat. God. Yeah. We were so full. I didn't we're want like, to see another Day three, you were like, ale. no more ales. I, I no remember that. And I was like, oh, I got a yeah. spot. And I got you a light one. <laughs> The ginger ales were so good. But, um, yeah, so we, we're doing that. We're trying to record on the road and getting all excited because our, our podcast was, you know, was a while ago. Yep. And, uh, you know. It was like we're a do- year ago pretty much to the day. Yeah, it was a year ago. Yeah. And a year is basically 50-plus episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this was a while ago. And um, then we went down to London, and we got the show in there. Two shows down there. Yeah, but yeah. the second one, we were like, well, we've seen it twice now. And plus, we had to listen to it. Like, cause remember, in the lead up, we had the set list from Sweden, right? We oh, yeah, we lot, did. We had a bootleg right? from Sweden, yeah. And. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, because nice. the first London mm. show, we were like half. The Manchester show was great. Mm. And we like partied a lot and we went and saw the show. We we're half mm. sensible. The first yes. London show, we were very sensible. Mm. The second Maiden show in London, we're like, we've seen them back to back. That's right. Like, we went for it the second night. <laughs> yes. And there were some Toronto stories, which we will not say here. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we won't we won't dive into the current tour. There's uh Because we're taping this just in advance of it. That's right. And uh, we don't want to poison the well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll handle that independently. We want these to be timeless. Although I've already right. polluted them with tour talk. But anyway. Um. Anyway, that's it for this last song. Mm. I love one thing I didn't mention. Yes. I kind of did. Well, we did mention it, but I love it when bands have songs named after themselves. Mm. You know, they have like a theme song. Yeah. Especially a song that's named after the band on an album named after the band. You have other examples. I do. Okay. So Iron Maiden. Yeah. Black Sabbath has a song, Black Sabbath, on the album Black Sabbath. Porno for Pyros. Okay. We talked about this on like ages ago. Yeah. Angel Witch has a song Angel Witch on the album Angel Witch. Yeah. Night Demon on their first EP. Nice. It's called Night yeah. Demon, they and do. they have a song called Night Demon. I've Demon. been listening to a lot of Night Demon lately. Did you listen to the yeah. song Night Demon? Yes. Ah uh, man, that song it's is awesome. awesome. Yeah. There's like a guitar breakdown, like two thirds mm. of the way through, very maideny. Yeah. Spoiler alert! It's coming up in the next few, maybe a few months. We're trying to see them. We're working it out. Yeah, we're gonna try to. Yeah, see Yeah. So them. I've been yeah. I've been binge listening. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm wearing my Night Demon shirt right now. You are. You're wearing your wearing... your other Night Demon. This is my. Shirt. This is my. Yeah. yeah. This, which which would you call this one? This is just the standard. The one. logo. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they they sell ringer tees. What's the Night Demon website? Oh, nightdemon.net. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I thought it was .net. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they got great merch. I got the ringer T-shirts that I like. Yeah. Um, this is my one frustration with Maiden shirts is I don't have any like this. I got a Book of Souls one. But, like, they do do them online every now and then. But I got to buy them from England. They're super expensive. Whereas when I go to the concert, it's just the bog standards. Anyway, I got these great deal. Yeah. So, nightdemon.net. Yeah. So, we're, we're I'm loading up on dress-up merch because we got a plan. We're going to see them this year. Yeah. That's the plan. 2000. 2019. 19. Yeah. Year of seeing Night and Demon live. That'll be fun. And Maiden. Jarvis is a good friend, so. So, might, uh, that's the album. Oh, yeah. no, we forgot. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. So, uh. Bonus track. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world.
Sanctuary. From what? The law? <laughs> Sanctuary. <laughs> so other than the Soundhouse tapes, this is one of the first things Maiden released. Okay. So it was a single. So it was originally penned by guitarist Rob Angelo, who was in Iron Maiden in 1977. And when he left the band, he was paid 300 pounds for the rights for the song. Wow. I read this quote in the, the Birth of the Beast episodes. Mm. It says, originally a three-piece with me on guitar and vocals, Kevin O'Brien on bass, and Kevin's brother-in-law on drums. We recorded a version of Sanctuary, but we were not happy with the results. We recorded Sanctuary, among other tracks, as a five-piece at Curly Clayton Studios on December 1975. So he wrote and recorded Sanctuary with his old band. Brought it into Maiden. It became a Maiden song. Mm. And then when he left the band, Steve Harris bought the rights for the song off him. Nice. Yep. Well, quite a contribution. Yeah. So yeah. it's one of the earliest things being released. So we have the Soundhouse tapes, November 9th, 79. Running Free single, February 8th, 1980. The Metal for Mothers compilation, February 15th, 1980. April 14th, this album comes out. And then May 23rd, 1980, the Sanctuary single was released. Ah, cool. Charted at number 29. Okay, so yeah. they released that single right after the album and they appended back into the album when they re- remix it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it wasn't originally on the album. Um, it was on the North American release, and depending on what version you get, mm. you know, you may or may not have this on it. So I had talked about how this song disappeared from Spotify when they put the new remasters on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Why do I think this is a killer song? It just resonates with me. I don't know if it's it's a mirror image of it. It does kind of fit. Yeah. I, I can I can it sounds like it would fit on the killer yeah. better than this album. Yeah, I'm Sanctuary's yeah. kind of got a punky punk feel punkish yeah. feel yeah the killers has more of a punkish feel than this first album i think that's yeah. why it fits more maybe yeah to me i don't know yeah. the standout for me now and it's the total recency bias because we're listening and talking yeah. about it but now is the harmonies are just like juggling around in my mind and i wonder now i gotta re-listen to killers in this context and yeah just get a new take on yeah. it. yeah i like to listen to killers now like uh yeah. i haven't listened to it for weeks yeah I, I i would agree with you early on when we were covering this you said and you brought up a few times you probably places above killers yeah i've always held killers above this in my mind yeah i but, used to always too yeah but not because i liked killer so much more i always listen to this one more but it was because you and fox who we mentioned always yeah. talked about great killers was so I was, I was like oh killers has to be good so i listened to it but i, I it never really resonated with me you know, yeah. I, well, it did. I mean, it does. It's like top, yeah. top six, top seven made albums, but yeah. it's not like grips me. Like I'm not a, yeah. you know. Although I do have a killer. Because I used to always I say love Killers was cover. my favorite album. Oh, I'm so, so speaking biased. of album covers, I want to hear Killers right now. So here's the single cover for Sanctuary. Yeah. So it's uh, Eddie with a knife standing over a dead Margaret Thatcher. So it looks like she pulled an Iron Maiden poster mm. off the wall. Yeah. And Eddie stabbed her. That's a very. Uh, that's one of the most creepy looking eddies that is weird like he looks like a more of a killer than like the killers yeah it's not cartoony it's not it's almost it's very evil looking yeah so uh they released this there was a bit of a backlash of you know whatever yeah there would be Uh, a spokesman for the prime minister (laughs) said this this is not the way we'd like to see her portrayed i'm sure she would not like it Mm. so I assume that the yeah, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher doesn't want to see herself butchered by. Yeah, she's a divisive uh, person historically, but I mean, I can't to do that. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Know. Derek Riggs, I guess, did it. And yeah, yeah. 
But then she gets her revenge on the women with in uniform yeah. single because she has like a submachine gun and she's about to kill Eddie. Mm. So, I don't know. And they had to black her eyes out when they, you know, after the single came out, they put a black bar over the Margaret Thatcher's eyes so you couldn't see who it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Yes, yeah, a yeah. single. Yeah. It's a pretty straightforward song. The solos and the guitar harmonies kind of elevated into something like a bit better than like a generic riff rock. Like it could just be a generic kind of like riffy rock song. But I don't know. The guitar harmonies kind of make it. But uh, I don't know. It does have some cool solos. Here's a mm. there's a clip of the solos. I, we haven't really been playing any clips from the song. We've just been yeah. like talking. <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> yeah, let's clip so it So this is uh, Dennis Stratton into David Murray. me that clip uh, it's awesome but it only makes me feel like it's more killers i don't know what it is about it like we could break yeah it, down it is very piece. killers yeah it just doesn't feel like it fits in this album it's from the yeah. same sessions as the iron maiden yeah. album yeah feels out of step for and me, maybe that's know. why they pulled it off the album and put it as its own thing yeah but then they did re- put it back on the album when they released the next version of it yeah it's likely my bias how i've yeah. been listening to it guaranteed i mixed it up with killer somehow and it's just but it's just my bias i just i it just doesn't you mean feel... the feel of the song yeah. is more killers even Iron yeah Maiden. it's got yeah. this wrath child thing going on i don't yeah. know what it is it's just that <laughs> punky i don't know yeah yeah it's, i don't know it's cool i like the uh the, si- the siren sound effect that's in there Love that kind of like call and response thing that Paul's doing with himself. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You know, I've got a tie from this song to another song. Okay, you know, it's Judas Priest breaking the law. Oh yeah, totally. I always think same vibe. Yeah, yeah. I love Judas Priest and I love breaking the law. I don't like that song. Oh really? No, I just find breaking the law, breaking the law. It's just too repetitive. And to be honest with you. Fox was trying to get me because we mentioned him already with throwing it again he was trying to get me to do his priest years ago and he played that song and if you know me that's the worst song he can play for me like I just what is it you don't like what, breaking the law breaking the law is great I just it's just so repetitive it just felt so dumb I think he just tried to get me in a hook song you yeah, know so, it is a bit yeah, radio play too yeah, yeah yeah and that's like yeah. I don't know you'd be better off playing like a long drawn out instrumental with, yeah Victim of know. Changes is the best Iron Maiden song the best Judas I mean, Priest the, song yeah Victim of Changes is the best Judas Priest song. I don't know. But Maybe. I, I just threw that out. I could, I could agree or disagree, <laughs> but to disagree with you, I'd have to listen to all the songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just your trick. 
<laughs> the spider has cast some web. Look, waste that on Terry. <laughs> so I don't have a ton to say about this one. Yeah. It's a simpler kind of song, very early Maiden. Mm. Bob Sawyer wrote it, brought it to Maiden. Yeah. Doesn't really have that Maiden-y... It sounds like a song that Maiden... It sounds like a cover. Yeah. Not so much a Maiden song. I feel like this is the bog standard Paul song where he could bang out Paul's like this, yeah. bang out songs like this. Paul could for like 10, 15 years and pay the mortgage. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, it's just a bog yeah. standard Paul song. It's good. It's not great. Yeah, good, not great. That's yeah. how I describe this. Mm. Um, I think this would have been a better album if they put this on instead of Charlotte the Hurlit. Yeah, I mean, I, I just. I can't I, wait to hear the flack we're going to for that. People love uh, Charlotte the Hurlit. Do they? Yeah, good. I think so. <laughs> Fine, they can, they can, you know, and I'll, I'll come back to him. I'll, I'll get, you know, I'll, I'll write him back and be like, how can you support the way that they speak about people? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, we might get some flack. I would agree, but I just do not feel that this song's on there. It's just something about it. Yeah. I never did yeah. like it there. And, um, you know, yeah, but I agree. Charlotte the Harlot, you know, and maybe it's just overplayed. Overall, though, yeah. as a debut album, this album. You couldn't do better. Oh my god, so good. You couldn't do better. Yeah. You could not do better. Yeah. There's no way. Maybe like, Appetite for Destruction yeah. is up there. This and Appetite for Destruction as two of the best and Led Zeppelin one. I put those all in like the best debut albums. Appetite for Destruction. Sorry. Appetite for Destruction is probably the best album of all time. I think so too. Yeah. I can't that's one album where I you can't pick a five second or a two second clip no. from one of the songs there that I think isn't a ten out of ten. Oh, oh man. There's no mm. weak points on that album. No, yeah, not one. Uh, it's an example. Best album yeah. opener, best album closer. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we'll stay away from the Guns N' Roses. We'll stay away from it for now. <laughs> we don't want to pollute the podcast. Yeah, but this yeah. is one of the best debut albums of all time. I think. Amazing, great artwork. There's a yeah. lot of bands too that are like classic and they're amazing, but their first album isn't great. Yeah, it's like this, their second album or the third album they hit their stride and then they're off to the races. Yeah. This right out of the gate, amazing. Amazing out the gate, but I still feel like it was a test in the way that, like, they launched their brand. It worked. There were certain aspects of this album. They refined the production. Killers was different than they changed yeah. the singer. So they're still very much early. Like, oh, yeah. it's easy for us to say, this is an excellent album. They launched perfect. Obviously, the band wasn't where Steve wanted it to be, and that's why they moved away from Paul, and, you know, they changed producers yeah. and various things like that. Um but so I still view it as an, like there's still that like if if this was done working back from Number of the Beast or from maybe even Peace of Mind, well, I wouldn't want to remember, but you know what I mean? Like with that level, um, you can't do that, but you know, it just doesn't work like that. That's not the way the world works. This album, I'm not saying it would be way better, but it would be it's it's a little out of step, it and killers with everything that came after. Like when I look at uh, but that's Number what I Beast. like about it. That's part of the yeah. charm of this album. Yeah. Right? But you started off and you said that some bands, they come out and they stumble out the gate. This isn't a stumble, but it's different. And they evolve from it, right? From Number of the Beast right up until basically, um, well, I'd say, well, Seven Sun is a little bit different. Summer in Time. Like, there's a lot of consistency. It's evolving. It's yeah. so scaled. It's so polished. Yeah. It's so commercial. And then we've talked at length about where it goes from there. But I think now they're in such a great place. and. This 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 era has changed so much for me based on what you've done, and you've done excellent work. Um, the lead up is way less Paul than I thought. There's so much more going on. 
there was such a rapid succession of, of growth there. Yet Steve, you could look at him as ruthless, but you could also look at him and say, wow, how gutsy to when it's working to change. So he was just changing people in the middle of demos and recordings yeah, his to get it right. Yeah, so high of what he so wanted. High. He had in his head what he wanted. Exactly. And he realized and he it. Yeah. And he did this. And we're like, wow, this is amazing. And there's so many different aspects of this album. And then he goes on, produces Arrest and Killers, which so many people thought was better. But now I would almost view Killers as way better production in, you know, at, certainly some people would say the gruffness is great, but for Steve, he wanted to be huge. He wanted better production, so yep. he moved it to better production. But in some ways, they cherry-picked some of the best tunes yep. uh, for the first album. So the second album, in some way, doesn't have the depth, at least in ly- lyrics and complexity. And then he's like, no, we're moving on from a lead singer. We're going to the next level. Production goes up again. Yeah, it is weird because they had it's this crazy. album. It's crazy, yeah. And then the next album is... New producer, new yeah, guitar player. That's right. The next album is new drummer. Uh, no, the next no, album the next is album new, singer, new singer, and then the new, new album. Yeah, next album is new drummer. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. crazy. So they're right, there's constant change right up until Power Slave. Exactly, but you know, and I come from the startup background, and that says so much good stuff about Steve, because so many people will get that that oh, it's good enough. Yeah, and they'll run with it. Yeah, and when you've got something that's good. And you go for great, and you risk what you already have. That's guts. That's vision. So you really have to like. You can look at him and say he was le- he was lethal. He was brutal. Maybe he was this or that. To take the killers, you know, to go to the next level. And the producer, fine. To to Chuck Stratton, who is excellent in this album. We yeah. haven't really summed up on that, but he's excellent. Oh yeah, he's great. And then to bring in Adrian, who's just a godsend, but was nobody then. Really? Well, well, he played a little bit around Urchin. Yeah. Yeah, Urchin was yeah, pretty big deal at the time. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean. Not, yeah. yeah. I'm, ma- I'm making a point. You're right, though. He's, yeah. He was He was, He was. was a, you knew he wasn't going to get up and choke. Yeah. Um. He was a solid player. They bring him in. He's super talented, same age, new Dave, all that stuff. Then they go to the next level, ditch the singer. Then the drummer they have to move on from. And the whole, like, he's just, he's just plotting a route to perfection. Yeah. You know, that's unreal. Yeah, it's like the band is running along, and in the background, he's constantly yeah. building this. He's an entrepreneur. He's yeah. an entrepreneur. He was building resources, and he's finding he's he. That's exactly what an entrepreneur does. Is like you look around, and you're like, who is the best singer I know? Well, we've seen Samson forever. God knows we've listened to Samson. It's all vocals, all yeah. the good parts. There was a decent guitar player in a few clips, yeah. but like he's. And we know there's picked. a lot because we talked yeah. about that in the Number of the Beast episode. Yeah, that there was a lot of behind the scenes work getting. Bruce in the band way before he joined. Exactly. Yeah. He was like, Bruce is the front man for this band. Yeah. He saw Adrian. He was like, I need to get him in. Dave's oh, man, they were trying perfect. to get Adrian since before yeah. this album came out. That's right. Yeah. They wanted Adrian. Yeah. And then, you know, well, Clyde Burr didn't work out. He yeah. was, I think he had the talent. Yeah. I don't think, I think Paul for his troubles still didn't have the talent. Even if he Not didn't have to take him to that new, no. you know, Burr did. Level. Burr did, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh my God, that vision. So, like, sometimes I, I, I'm a little negative on Steve just because I feel like he's so brutal. Yeah. But, man, he's like Steve Jobs. You don't make the iPhone with a break in a few heads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Man, it's brilliant. Yeah. So, looking back on it, yeah, I think it's it's a masterpiece. So, it's kind of weird now because we mm. did five hours on The Birth of the Beast, early Maiden. Yeah. Now, we've done Killers a long time ago. We've done yeah. the first album now. Yeah. And we've done Beast, so, like... We've kind of done the early Maiden. We're kind of through. We're through. From the very beginning of Maiden's origin right up till, well, we haven't done Peace of Mind yet. No. 
So, but we will come back and do this because we are going to do a Killers versus Actually, Iron Maiden episode. The fact that we haven't done Peace of Mind is convenient because we haven't done the drumming we wanted to do. So we could do like we a could big tie that thing, all together, That's right? A good idea. Tie it all together. Yeah. yeah, I think that will be useful. And then the Virtual Eleven, we could tie that into the new Blaze tour. Yeah, we could do a few things like this because yeah. I think this. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm tossed between the early years and Iron Maiden together because we're so into it. It gives you new insight. But also you wonder if you're just in the bubble. Because right, like when I was talking to Killers, yeah. I'm dying to hear Killers right now. I haven't listened to any like post, you know, mm. post number of the Beast Maiden in like weeks. I've been listening to this album, Killers, early bootlegs, the demos that predate this album. Mm. And... Yeah, I just I've had my, I've had my head into like 70s and yeah. 1980, 1981 Maiden for like weeks now. Yeah, I've been all over uh, Brave New World. Yeah, but actually, we should do Brave New World next. Yeah, just to start, get a break. tomorrow. I'm going to start listening to Brave New World. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I haven't listened to Book of Souls in like two or three months. Yeah, me neither. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow because it's so man. Awesome. I'm so excited. This new if this new Maiden <laughs> album comes out. I'm going to lose my mind. <sighs> I'm so nervous. Uh, I don't well, know. Book of Souls is a different I, perspective, too. You didn't have the podcast on the go at the time. Yeah. And I feel like I'm so, my head's so far more into Maiden now. It's so much more. But also, remember Book of Souls had the whole Bruce's voice uncertainty? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember you were big into that, and I was like, man, whatever. Yeah. I was so distant then yeah. compared to now. I was like, yeah, I like listening to stuff. And you yeah. were like, let's start a podcast. Now I'm like, you know, what's their blood types? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nesbitt. But you know what? It's better I'm here than Terry. <laughs> You're never gonna drop that. I'm never gonna one, drop my it. My one friend that I was into Iron Maiden with. Oh god, when I, was in high school. I know, and you, and it tears me up inside <laughs> every time I turn around. Terry, Terry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, let's wrap it up. Great work. That was good. Uh, mm. Yeah, great album. I think we uh, did that one justice. I think so too. Yeah. Awesome. Talkingmaiden.com slash talk. Facebook, Twitter. Yep, at yep. Talking Maiden. Yeah, so when when this episode drops, it's in the middle of a lot of chaos for the tour, so there'll be a lot of stuff going on. You yep. got any feedback, get it into us. Yep. We're going to try you, and keep... Yeah. yeah, any tour reviews, go to TalkingMaiden.com, talk when you get home, Yeah. and just leave us like a two-minute, right. you know, what you thought of the tour, what blew your mind, hmm. or something crazy happened. I don't know. Yeah. We'll something keep, funny happened. Something funny, something crazy. We'll keep a structure on the schedule, but things are going to get a bit hectic now. All good. Great beer. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a good beer. That's beer packed a punch. Oh. <laughs> I could feel it too at the end of the We started end. talking to Sanctuary and I was like, oh uh, man, like oh, my head is uh, <laughs> my head is nine percent beers. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You can't drive. Or you also need... this wasn't our first beer. <laughs> yeah, we had a warm we up. We might have had a few warm up beers before we started this episode. Maybe one warm up beer. <laughs> yeah. If you drove right now you'd need sanctuary from the law. <laughs> Until next time, <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> up the irons and down the hops. <laughs> <laughs>